Emotional intelligence, your EQ. Understanding emotions. And we'll be right back after this. Welcome to Loving Beyond the I Do Podcast. This power couple is building stronger marriages one day at a time. Talking about real issues on love, relationships, and marriage longevity. Let's break down the barriers and engage in healthy conversation with your hosts, Jason and Tina Marie. Take a seat and buckle up because things are about to get real. Welcome to Love and Beyond the I Do Live Conversations where I'm your host, Jason, along with my beautiful wife, Tina. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, listen, I know lifing sometimes makes you feel exhausted, frustrated, overwhelmed, all those things that life can just throw at you. Sometimes you're stressed, not in the mood. Hey, we understand you're not alone. But listen, let's talk about it. All right, let's talk about the issues and let's work through them. We honor the fact that you are here with us tonight and we welcome all questions, comments, and concerns. So, Jason, let's tell the people we're always in it to win it. So, let's get to the conversation. <laughs> all right. So, tonight we're talking about emotional intelligence, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, let's let's dive into that a little bit deeper. So, emotional intelligence, intelligence the term was first brought about, right, um, right around the, about 1909. Wow. Right? <laughs> so, and I say that, and we want to give you a little background because that's one of those terms that we just toss around right now when it's pertaining to relationships. And so it was first brought about by a philosopher, mm, right? Yep. About doing, during, about the English study. And his thing was about understanding, let's see, studying social behavior and emotional behavior and moral principles in education. Then later it was adopted by the Harvard Review as the most influential business idea. Now, why would they call emotional intelligence a business idea, right? And this was, in essence, because businesses Mm -hmm. was trying to find a way to help their managers produce better, control their emotions dealing with conflict or other employees, difficult employees, and trying to get the most. How can we train managers to be in control of their emotions while getting the best out of their staff. Ah. So basically, emotional intelligence came along because the bottom line was, how can we in business increase our profit? Right? Because if managers aren't managing effectively, then we're not producing money. (laughs) Man, that is crazy. What we need to understand is how it pertains, how emotional intelligence pertains to our everyday lives. Being emotional intelligent is associated with academic and professional success, financial stability, fulfilling relationships, absolutely, and life satisfaction, as well as phys- um, being in your best physical and mental health. So we're going to read down some of these things to you to help you un- get you a little background understanding about emotional intelligence, which is referred to as EQ. And then we're going to really get into the conversation. So 
If you want to add some comments, concerns, questions as to what we're saying, feel free to drop the comment and then we will address them. So as we're talking about emotional intelligence is now being associated with the reflection of your early life experiences, right? Mm. Basically, your ability to manage your core feelings, such as anger, sadness, fear, and joy, often depends on the quality and consistency of your early life experiences. Hmm. And so that's now that's what they're pertaining to. Right. Now, EQ has also been, has also evolved, right? Mm -hmm. Not only for relationships and life now, right? Before it was just business. Business. Now it's relationship and life. Mm -hmm. You know what? As we were doing this, it made me really think, or I was really surprised to find out that the origin of emotional intelligence was based around business. Was based around business. I thought it was always... I thought it always has something to do with relationships. Right. And and it really doesn't because as the study went on, it started with the social study. Yes. The social study of people, mm-hmm. which means that why aren't we getting along? Right. So it was trying to understand the social aspects of people mm-hmm. along with the emotional aspects of people. Right. And how those two are connected, interchanged, or how to pretty much... Um, help people in a social setting to be in control of their emotions. Uh Ah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, An ability to identify and um, describe what a person is feeling. Mm -hmm. There that goes. Mm -hmm. Another thing is an awareness of personal strengths and limitation, self-confidence and self-acceptance, the ability to let go of mistakes. All right. And the ability to (laughs) embrace, accept, and embrace change. I think we have a somewhat of a problem sometimes with, one, letting go of mistakes, two, embracing change. (laughs) Could be. So um, let me read this. So emotions are a natural and essential part of the human experience, right? Mm. Which, which, right? We all have emotions. Right. It is the ability to recognize, understand, and manage our own emotions as well as understand the emotions of the people around us, mm. right? Yeah. And then it is a they say it's a vital, right? A vital skill, not just a skill, but a vital wow. skill, and in successful communication. Wow. So there it goes with the communication, right? Yep. How do we get people to understand? In a social setting, mm-hmm. and social just means you're not by yourself. It could be one person. Right. It could be five people. It could be 20 people. But how do we get people to understand and acknowledge their emotions mm-hmm. in a social setting that is essential yeah. to being successful at communicating? Yeah. So let's talk about um, emotional intelligence, EQ as they like to call EQ. it. EQ. <laughs> or, and let's talk about general intelligence, right? IQ. Okay. IQ. Now, I was familiar with the IQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so aren't we all, right? Yeah. You, you got yeah, an yeah, IQ yeah. of your shoe size, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's what people like to say. Right. So it's sort of like, why smart people do dumb things? I always wondered why. Listen, if you have the IQ, why would you make that decision? You t- to me, you're too smart to make that it's type one of... of those little, another one of those little cliche sayings, right? One of those cliche sayings. Right. And how can... A person with a, I'll say, a lower IQ mm-hmm. 
but be very persuasive and to maybe out talk the person with the higher IQ. Out talk or outsmart. Outsmart. Art smart, right? Especially because- street, uh, street smart. Right? Yeah. So that's that's another thing. So I'm not saying anything. I'm not basing anything on anybody's IQ. I'm just saying that someone with a high IQ academically mm-hmm. can be persuaded into doing something that they wouldn't normally do by rationally. Someone, exactly. By someone who has a lower IQ. There you go. But they have EQ, which is emotional, right? Emo- because the reason someone who is used to jiving someone Mm -hmm. is very in tune with their emotions yes because they understand that we are emotionally driven right and also eq is don't worry guys eq is something that is developed it's a skill that you can can develop like a muscle okay so i'm going to read a definition that i brought up it says your emotional intelligence eq is your ability to process emotions both others and your own right and to come to a Sound decision. Mm-hmm. It says, um, so as Meyer and uh, Savoy defined as it devi- defined it as the ability to assess, access, and make use of one's own feelings, mm-hmm. and the ability to notice and make distinctions around the mood, temperaments, motivations, and intentions. Of other people. So are we listening to what this means? When we when we throw around that word emotional intelligence, are we looking at it in the sense of it is our ability to assess and make use of our own feelings as well as the people around us and make distinctions about their mood, their temperament, Mm -hmm. their motivation and their intention, which kind of you listen to that definition. It kind of reminds us of why it reminds us as to why people associated it or adapted it in business first. Yeah, it makes right? sense. Yeah. And so back in 1990, an article was written and published by Myers and Savoy, or Savoy, not sure of his name, which was which discussed emotional intelligence in terms of four branches. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about emotional intelligence, so when, we, when we're talking about emotional intelligence in relationships, first we have to understand what we're talking about. We have to stop picking up what we hear other people saying. Right. And accepting it as truth. Mm-hmm. Right? So, right. Oh, emotional intelligence is this. Emotional intelligence is that. Let's really get an understanding of it. So when it first came out, they, they broke it into four branches. And the first one was the perception, identification, appraisal, and expression of emotion. Mm. That's just the first branch. Then it was the using of emotion to facilitate thinking. Wow. To facilitate thinking. All right? Then understanding and comprehending emotions. And then their last branch was reflective regulation and management of emotions. emotions. All right. <laughs> so now let's go. With, so when we're talking about EQ, now let's get a definition of IQ. What exactly is IQ? So IQ stands for intelligence quotient, right? And in short, it is a measure of a person's reasoning ability and other words, in other words, an IQ test is supposed to gauge how well someone can use information and logic, information and logic, to answer questions and make predictions. Right. So the importance when we talk about EQ, right, your emotional intelligence, right. we have to talk about IQ. Because someone might say, well, why are you talking about somebody's IQ? What is the importance of bringing in a definition of what IQ is 
in regards to EQ. All right. Mm-hmm. So so we we have to understand that they are related. Very much so. They're sister and brother. <laughs> <laughs> they are related because it's a balance between the two. Right. That's the importance. That's how they're related. That's how they're related. They're related based on the based on their the balance that you need. You need your emotional balance and you need your intellectual balance. And Absolutely. It, and if some of them are out of kilt, then we are out of balance. So when we're talking about um, balance, we're mi- really talking about the ability to um, have mental stability. Mm-hmm. That's what balance means. So, so, so balance means mental stability. Mental stability. So when we're talking about in terms of um, emotional intelligence and your intellectual intelligence, it's more of when the way they're connected is because when there's a balance of the two, mm-hmm. and balance means mental stability, stability, which means that the first thing someone says when we're p- pertaining to relationships is, are they mental? Are you mentally stable? <laughs> Got so you. if, if yep. we take it a, a step further and we understand what it is we're trying to um, really understand about the other person, right? We throw around these terms, but we really don't understand how it applies to us and what it really means. So when we're talking about mental stability, we're really talking about the balance between our feelings uh-huh. and, and our, our thinking, thinking, right? Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> yep. so if we can get people to understand that the balance between these two is really what's important because if you have too much feeling, Ooh. if you feel like you have emotional intelligence and you don't have the thinking part of it, Right. Because if, if you go back to the definition, it's your ability to understand what's going on around you. Exactly. How do I feel in this situation? Right. How does the other person feel? Right. What is about to take place? How can I control the situation as best as I understand? Let me think about what's my next move. What should I say next? How how is the temperament? What are my intentions? So when we understand the balance, it gives us a mental stability in the area for us to be able to communicate, successfully communicate, communicate right? Back, we're back to that, right? right? We're back to that communication. You know, it kind of reminds me of something that William said uh, when he said, functioning with a rational awareness mm-hmm. and emotional stability means that we are balanced. So we have rational, we can rationalize and we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're aware of that. Exactly. And we have emotional stability. That means that we are balanced. William also says that facts and events have their impact on us according to what we think about them and how we feel about them. Mm-hmm. Which means that whenever something impacts us, whatever um, facts or events that happen in our life, their impact on us only impacts us in the way we think and feel about them, going back to the that thinking and feeling nature. Right. But you know what? One thing, too. What about when you sway with your emotions? Mm-hmm. If you sway too much, then it clouds your judgment. Exactly. Exactly. Right? So you, you have that. And sometimes it can deharmonize your experience. Or it's inevitable. I'll say that. Right? It's inevitable that you're going to have problems because you have too much. You sway too far with your emotions. And, you know, people say, you, you know, your emotions get out of control. Your emotions are taking over. Right. Right. That's that, out of that, out of balance. Right. Or, or that you have the other side where mm-hmm. you can 
overanalyze things. And we know that, you know, sometimes we can get to the point where we're just, you know, overanalyzing, you know, a situation. And then that can also throw your world into a tilt because it's still an imbalance because you're doing too much thinking. And when people understand that, when you are out of balance with your thinking um, because of negative events, right, we need to use the positive feelings to offset that, it, um, right, to lift you up and, and vice versa. If you are feeling bad, right, your emotional side, then you need to use your thinking nature to or your thinking to offset and lift you up, right? Right. Use these two, the use of these two things can help us balance the areas and where where we kind of overtake each other. Right. Which means that, so if I'm feeling bad, mm-hmm. I need to start thinking, thinking about something that's going to make me feel better. Right. Right. I need to, or rationalize at that point, mm-hmm. why I'm feeling bad. What is the truth in it? Right. How far should I let my emotions go? Right. And, and then the reverse of that is that if I'm thinking negative, right, if I'm thinking bad and, and I'm thinking that this is going to be the worst outcome, then I u- need to use, I need to balance that and feel the That's importance it. of, well, let me kind of get a grip on what I'm thinking and start feeling something different so that I can balance it out. And, and, and I think that's the biggest thing when we're talking about in relationships, trying to understand the importance of what I'm thinking mm-hmm. and what I'm feeling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not letting my emotions get so out of hand that I can't even think right. Right. Or not letting me think right, think I know so much or analyze so much that I'm not even taking my feelings or the pers- other person's feelings into consideration. That's right. Comment from Dennis saying, Happy Friday. Hey, what's going on, Dennis? Welcome, welcome. Happy Friday, Dennis. Happy Friday. So, getting back is is, uh, thanks for tuning in, Dennis. And I know um, last week you talked about, so as as we're applying this to Mm -hmm. everyday life, last week you talked about you had anger management classes, right? Yeah. Or training. Not sure how you said it. And then back in the 90s. Back in the back 90s. in the nineties, yeah. right? <laughs> when emotional intelligence was just, just getting started, out, right? And we didn't know anything about it. And but the reason why I bring that up is because it was an awareness mm-hmm. that you were being overtaken by your, your emotions. emotions, right? Right. So, which means that if the if I'm feeling anger for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I'm now not really trying to analyze how I'm. Feeling, I'm just letting the feeling nature completely, completely take, take over. over. Right. I'm not trying to think about it. Uh, I'm not trying to rationalize it. My whole, at that time, I'm on automatic pilot into my emotions. Right. You totally have it. <laughs> you totally have it. Right. You're, again, out of balance. Out of balance. Right? Because you're doing too much. You're dealing with too much of your emotions. Mm-hmm. And you're not using your intellect or anything. You're just strictly going on emotions. And sometimes your emotions can get you in trouble. And so let's go back to what Dennis told them to say. If you feel as though it can get to a violent state, right? Right. What are they asking you to do at that point? Yep. They're that, asking you, you to, right, evaluate, right, and yeah, analyze. Bring in some intellect. and Right. Get, yeah. They want you to stop and evaluate what's going on. So when we are applying this to our relationships, we have to understand when we're throwing around the term Oh, he's not emotionally intelligent. She's not emotionally intelligent. What exactly does that mean? That means that the person, 
as well as yourself needs to be able to be in tune with their emotions. Right. Have self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Have social awareness. Not only do not only are my feelings the only ones right. that are important, right. but the feelings of the people who are around me. And if we're talking specifically about relationships, what are the feelings? How can I be aware of the feelings of my mate? That's What's right. going on with her or him that I'm not in tune with? I'm only being in tune with myself. It has to be the awareness of both. Right. Right. What? What is it that I'm going to understand what makes me get to a point where I can no longer rationally think Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be able to get to that point? So emotional intelligence is more than just being able saying, well, if you're not emotionally intelligent, then I don't want to be in a relationship with you. Emotional intelligence is something just like. It's a skill. It's a skill that you have to master. It's a muscle that if you don't work it and if you don't know it's there, it's sort of like when they tell you and, you know, for women, right, we we think we just have a butt. And I know this has nothing, right? But then they tell us there's three or four muscles that are the whole part of the butt. Uh So you think you're working, I'm going to work this area, and you wonder why this isn't lifted. But the fact is, is that there's more there's more than it's not just the butt, but it's a, a a composition of or a different. It's a come on, give me the word. I like the composition, really. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a collectiveness yes. of more than one muscle. I like where you're going with this right? analogy. So, so if we have if we have the ability to understand that emotional intelligence is just one area, it's just one yep. muscle that we need to work along with the other muscle, its related brother or sister Mm -hmm. of intelligence, along with how do I work it? How do I develop my emotional intelligence? So we're, we're, when we are discussing whether or not someone is emotionally intelligent, we have to really take a step back and say, what does that mean? Right. Don't let me listen to the rhetoric that's going around. Right. But let me really take a closer look at what that means. And am I, am I developing my emotional intelligence in conjunction with my intellect? Right. Which means that I cannot solely, no one can solely have a successful relationship as well as be able to successfully communicate if the two (laughs) are not partnered. You can't have your feelings and your thinking has to be in alignment with one another. For sure. So when we're talking about alignment with um, our goals, right, your thoughts have to be in alignment. Your actions have to be in alignment with what you want. And so when we're talking about. um, So let's take this message from Dennis. From Dennis. My question is, does emotional intelligence between two people need to start with having the same personality or mental capability? Is it hard to connect with emotional intelligence? Uh, no. So let's take the first part, commentator, please, and then we can take the second part. Does emotional intelligence between two people need to start with having the same personality or mental capability? No. No. Compatibility. Compatibility. Nope, not at all. No. So no. your personality is what makes you unique. So if you and I had the same... and so. 
again, when we're talking about personality or mental compatibility, Mm -hmm. again, we have to dissect those words. What exactly do we mean? Right. So Jason and I have the complete opposite personality. I'm loud and rambunctious. Yep. And he's more calm. Yep. I am outspoken and I'm going to tell you how I feel. And he's more if it's going to hurt someone's feelings and I know the truth is better yet not said. Right. So we do not we cannot be the same people because each one of us are different. Now we can have likenesses. Right. Right. And, and that's what attracted us. Or our likenesses mm-hmm. as well as our differences. Just, right. Right. So I think when we are um, talking about compatibility, it's it has to be, do they want what I want out of life? For sure. Yeah. If I'm a go-getter, I'm not going to get somebody who is uh, a little late back. Days ago, right. Uh, right. I'm saying, uh, what, what's the at. word? They're good with where they are. Mm-hmm. They don't want anything. And there's nothing wrong with that. So, or if I am a, the type of person that I support you, then I have to have a person that supports me. If, if um, when we're talking about um, attracting, so it, it goes deeper. When, when we're able to actually um, lay out what we want in a relationship mm-hmm. and understand the type of partner that, that we want, and then become the equivalent of what we want. So I can't want someone who is making things happen and doing things and outgoing and or, or something that's opposite of me. It's just not going to happen. I can't want something in somebody that I'm not willing to be myself, right? So we talk about, right, I want somebody beautiful and handsome and loving or whatever. If I'm not loving... How am I going to attract someone who's loving? So the first thing is that we have to be the equivalent of what we want so that we can attract it. Second thing, we have to know about it, right? But when we talk about emotional intelligence, it has to start with you. And that's, that's our biggest thing. Jason and I are always talking about Everything in your relationship and in your life, world and affairs mm-hmm. has to Just, begin with you. It's the awareness of you. Where am I lacking? And when you take the time to develop your emotional intelligence, it will then give you a different perspective on how to not only attract that person or if you already have your mate, how to um, empathize. Right. We've been talking about empathy, how to empathize with your mate and how they feel and then to be able to successfully communicate because the real problem is that you're not communicating your emotions or your feelings or your issues. Mm-hmm. And then another part comes in where we're talking about our baggage, right? When we talked about how does our past experiences dictate our level of emotional intelligence? Not only our how, past experiences, but the emotions attached to those past experiences. Which means that how did we handle anger? Exactly. How was, how was because, I taught to, right? Because if a situation comes up and I have anger attached to that situation, when I see it show up again, immediate, immediately you're going to get anger from me because that's what I attach the feeling to that, emo, uh, to that act. So when we're looking for emotional intelligence, we have to take the time to really understand what it means, what it looks like to us, develop the skill of emotional intelligence, and the intellectual part comes by understanding it. 
gaining the knowledge, gaining the awareness of it, right? And then being able to couple them together, whereas now you're in control of your feelings. And if you're in control of your feelings, now you're able to think logically. You ever heard people that when they're irrational, they're not thinking? Mm -hmm. As Jason said, why do smart people do stupid things? Yep. Most of the time it's out of emotion. Sure. So going back to the hustler on the street, they right. can outsmart you because they're using your emotions. They talk fast. They tell you want something right. We have to understand our emotions are so intertwined with our intellect that when we separate them, we cannot function. We do not have the mental stability to communicate, to function effectively, to do what we need to do. All right. So, so I'm, I'm going to take this next comment. From Dennis, basically saying if partners are not on the same page, is it not being emotionally intelligent because y'all are just opposites attracted to each other? Um, again, Dennis, I would say that question is kind of vague it, it, it you is have to, and you it, and, and i don't want to get too deep but well, it's, I, it's kind of vague in the in the area of see, well so my 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 view on this dennis is emotional intelligence is an individual thing right so once you get good with understanding one your emotions and your thinking and then you can express it better then that's how your communication will get better I don't think anybody can come into a relationship basically being on the same page page with communicating and how they interact with each other. So I think we have to strengthen the skill of communication exactly. along with strengthening the skill of emotional intelligence and understand we have to look at our past and say, how did I communicate in the past? Is that effectively? Right. Right. Did, was that effective? Well, what, but, am I able to actually communicate to my partner how I feel without getting upset or to empathize and put myself in their shoes and understand what they're saying emotionally. Right. I'm not saying I have to agree with it. Right. But it, it empathy means that I can understand. I can understand and take into consideration and then have the intelligence mm -hmm. to then know how to act or react. And when we react, that's usually emotions, right? So when we're talking about our thinking, we're talking about the intellect. We're talking about um, our ability to reason, to judge, to choose, to examine, to analyze. That's our thinking. Well, our feeling is like our experiences, our memory, our opinions, our beliefs, and our attitudes. So, so when we understand what it is comprised of, and that was the word I was looking up. What is what is comprised of? Opposites attract, but also you see something in that person that you like. It's not just opposites. You didn't attract to your mate. Well, men are different. <laughs> uh oh. So so I mean, uh oh. We have to. I mean, like I said, when I say vague, it's because there's so many different aspects to a relationship. Right. You can't just take one point and say well you're you're not emotionally intelligent that's why it doesn't work it could be a numerous it could be a number of things it could be numerous right. but things, i think right? that people uh, nowadays everybody's throwing this emotional intelligence and around point. and this is their out right their oh out. you're just not emotional not, intelligent enough to deal with to deal with, with, the, with the issue, issue. And, it, right. and it could be it could right. be that but but, it's, but but here's the thing if i'm not there yet i can get there or if your mate 
who's telling you this, that you're not emotionally intelligent, if they were developed in emotional intelligence, then they would be able to share that with you and help you develop it or help you to see where you're lacking. So there's so many different things that go along with it. Not that it's your mate's job, but um, it's sort of like if I know how to do math and you don't, then I can actually tell you how to do two plus two. I can actually explain it to you maybe from a different perspective than where you're looking at to help teach you or show you so that you can then understand. I hope that makes sense. So when, when, when people are, well, we didn't make it because he was emotionally, you know, unintelligent. He wasn't emotionally intelligent. And, and that's our point. That is now the relationship buzzword. Mm-hmm. And we're listening to what people are saying is emotionally in- intellig- emotional intelligence. And if we don't really understand what that means, right, it doesn't mean that if this person is emotionally intelligent, then they're not going to want to be with you because you're not. That's not really it. It means that person has to have emotional intelligence coupled with their intellect. You, you're thinking well, that's part of it. and you're feeling, I can't stress that enough, have to be in balance. Otherwise, if my emotions are all over the place, I can't control myself. And if I think I'm too intellectual and I'm analyzing the relationship and I'm telling you everything that's right. wrong according to my intellect, then I'm not allowing my feelings to then couple that to help me to understand, to see things and feel things that I may, that I may be missing. So it's more than just that. It's more, it's really taking the opportunity to find out what is emotional intelligence? How do I develop it? What am I doing wrong? Let me go back to how I resolve things in the past. Maybe I am not in touch with my feelings, right? Maybe I'm not in touch with my feelings because especially as men, you don't want to be hurt. So you avoid that, which means that now you're strictly operating from an intellectual standpoint and you have to have the feeling nature with it. That's how we're that's how we're made. We have to think and feel if one is greater than the other, then you're not mentally stable, which means balance. And balance is just the, the definition of balance means you're mentally stable. It's the mental equivalent of you being balanced. From Dennis, I'm asking because I have been in a few relationships where I was told I wasn't emotionally invested, but I felt I was. My emotional intelligence seems so different. And so, again, right, when we are transposing words, go ahead. Well, from Dennis, I am learning emotional maturity is more important than logical thinking or my logical reasoning. Um, I don't think one is more important than the other. I think that we have to do them both because in order for you to get emotional intelligence, you have to understand, right? And that's the intellect part. If you are just trying to go and say, well, what is it? And I want to get it. Knowledge has to be in there. Knowledge comes from intellect, right? So we have to, when we are... um, and, and, and the word may not be transposing when we're, come on, when we're exchanging one word for the other. Come on, commentator. Anybody? Yeah, everybody, everybody okay, okay. 
So um, everybody's training went away. Interchanging. Okay. Thank you, Tina. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Interchanging. We, right. So when we are interchanging emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. emotional. What was the other word he used? Um, emotional logic, logic, and then it was the one before. I was told I was emo- and He said emotionally detached, detached or something like that. Yeah. So several different terminologies you used all for the same thing all beginning with emotion but the last word was different right right so if i said um so my point is that we have to be clear as to what it is we're lacking right and but it's hard okay so you said to be clear on what you're lacking mm -hmm. if you're lacking you don't know what it is but you're saying someone points it out to you then you say, and then you have to. It'd be you, some truth to it. He's like, "Hey, I feel like you don't get me. You don't understand what's going on." So because you're not emotionally intelligent or emotionally invested, and so he said right. he was emotionally invested in the in the relationship, right? Which means that she wasn't receiving what he was giving emotionally. That's what it was. Just because someone says that you're not emotionally invested. They may not know how you're giving e- support emotionally. And and it goes back. I, I totally agree. It goes back to understanding your mate. Yeah. How do you show love? Right. Right. So your your language, right, your love language may be. I'm emotionally invested in the relationship because I really do care about you. Right. And I show that by doing X, Y, Z. And that's where we have to be able to have effective communication right when we talked about in numerous episodes how do we effectively communicate how do i get my partner to understand my point of view right how am i communicating that it's being somewhere is getting lost in transition Mm -hmm. so that's what i meant by there's so many different areas in a relationship that we have to dissect it see where we need to grow and then work on that area but it all begins and stems from self awareness self elevation self development self motivation everything begins with self and we can't take um the word of someone else as the holy grail right right we, which means that we can listen and we can say, this is what I maybe need to take into consideration. Right. But as I'm doing my own self-awareness and my own self-elevation, I'm going, because when we start thinking different and feeling different and acting different, that means that we're now becoming aware of the things that we did and we no longer do them. Right. That's growth. Right. We don't think and act like we used to, well, I hope not, when we were three. Right. And then when we were 15, we didn't think and act the way we did when we were 15. Every age, every progression, every experience, every event in our lives has an impact the way it came into our lives, right. how what we thought about it, what we felt about it, and how it's how we're going to carry it. And so now when we're talking about relationships, and if you've had relationships where they just don't seem to work, it's time to step back and say, let me start doing some some own self-discovery. Right. I can't try. It's sort of like trying to fix a leak 
and not know where the hole is, right? Mm-hmm. But remember we said you can't fix something if you don't even know what the problem is. Right. So that's where we have to take the time to um, understand ourselves, our fears, mm. our baggage, <clears throat> our issues, mm-hmm. everything about us that maybe could be good, bad, or indifferent, but it takes us to think about it, feel about it, understand it, explore it, and then grow through it. We're all we're all doing things that may not serve us at our highest good that we need to let go of. For sure. And maybe you're maybe you think you're emotionally and I don't know, right? So maybe you think that you are emotionally invested, but maybe you're holding back. So I don't know. See when you when you when you're when you're on the outside looking in and then you have questions we can give you a generalization, right. but each situation is different. Each relationship is different because each person is different. And then we have to be able to actually say, well, well, where is this stemming from? Right. How do you communicate? How do you show your emotions? How are you connecting? Right. How are you being vulnerable? How are you listening? There's so many different areas and aspects when we're talking about relationships. Even when you're listening, what are you hearing? Right. When someone says something, what what, what do you, do you actually it? hear? Absolutely. Right. So it all depends on how you interact and how you actually react to what the person says. So, yes, it feels like sometimes that you may not be inv- invested, mm-hmm. but you may not you may not be invested the way I need you to be invested. Right. And then what does that mean to you? Right. And what does that mean, mean to, to them? someone else? It's different. Right. And right. that's why when we gave you that, when we put the exercise out for the speak, repeat, that helps in that area. That's right. not the only thing, but that's a start. Right. Okay, so if I'm if you feel as though I'm not emotionally invested in this relationship, let's sit down. Let's have an open conversation where we're both calm. No feelings are involved, right? This is a non-judgment zone. Nobody's going to be judged by what they say. We're not saying things to be hurtful. We're saying things to be exploratory to find out where the issues lie, right? Vulnerability. Honestly, self-reflecting, I do need to focus on emotional intelligence, my own emotional intelligence first, moving forward. Absolutely. Yep. And, and I have to agree. I would say get a book, Dennis. I'm always recommending books <laughs> to you, right? But sometimes we can't heal from emotional intelligence if we're not healing from things that we have been emotionally scarred from. And the scars run deep, right? Because after a while, the act is over, but the emotions that's left behind that we attach to it, it was it's what's carrying us as we move forward. And what's giving us the fear to not give all the next time. Right. So, like I said, it's... Because it's, yeah, if you do this, then I know where this is going to go, right? So that, I already know this feeling, and I'm going to protect myself right now because I don't want to go down that road. Or I don't want to give it all right. because I don't want to get hurt. See, right. it's it's so many different um, spokes and so many different dynamics that go into it that have to be explored. So... Um, I heard, of, I heard a, an analogy from a gentleman that said... He felt that since he was going to work and providing a roof over roof over their home, head or okay, home, slow down, calm yeah, down. You he was providing everything, you know, like a home and all this other the, stuff. He, he thought he worked hard. He provided a, a, that's roof, a roof over, over their the head. head. He gave right. He was, right. He was so the he husband. he was the provider, right? Uh-huh. But then you know, it's more to life than just providing outside Financial, of the home. Financial 
Right. Exactly. Right? So the wife was feeling like you're never, you're not here. And even when you're here and he's like, Hey, I understand that I had to work. Right. But when I came home, I wasn't, I wasn't into the family. I was still off to myself and she still felt or neglected I was, once I got there. I was so tired or depleted from working and thinking about work that I couldn't. Right. I'm thinking that I'm providing and I'm connecting. Right. But I'm really not. So that's what I mean. We have to understand what does what does connection look like? Yeah. What does it and even when we talked about intimacy, right? What does intimacy look like for me? Right. And what does intimacy look like for Jason? So if someone says that there's no intimacy in our relationship and the other person goes, well, wait a minute. What do you mean there's no intimacy? We have sex all the time and the woman's going, sex is not intimacy to me. Or, you know, you, for instance, a couple says we're not connecting. And the man says we're together all the time. I'm home. You're home. We come home in the evening. Like we're always together. What do you mean? Yeah, we're together, but we're not connecting. See, we have to understand, like I said, there's no one size fits all in relationships. Right. But what I with- feel is connecting, you may not feel is connecting. What I need as emotional support, you may not be able to give because it doesn't look the same to you. And then you have to ask your partner, what does emotional support look like? What does emotional intelligence look like? Look like? And that's what I mean by being able to have conversations And what I was going to say before is read a book. What is emotional intelligence? How do I develop it? How do I get to a point where I am really in control of my feelings, my anger, my emotions, and then I can then take on the understanding, the interpretation, and the motivation of other people? From Dennis, my experience, confusing. One relationship, I was over-emotional, soft. Another one, I was non-emotional, <laughs> judgmental. And you know so what? So what you're doing, like, uh, uh, relationship by trial and error? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dennis, it's so the thing is, is that the reason why you were like that is because your first, the first relationship told you you too soft. Right. So now you went in trying to be hard. Right. The truth is, be you. Find a balance. And the reason, if you're too soft, that means you're too emotional, right? We just talked about that. If you're too emotional, that means that anything anything can, can persuade how you feel, right? Something happens, you're upset. Something happens, you're crying. Something when, we're, when we let our emotions rule or we're too soft, that means that there's not an equal medium mm-hmm. between what we're thinking and, and what, what we're, we're feeling. feeling. That's what that means. And then you went into the next one saying, okay, I'm, you're thinking, I'm not going to be soft. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm not going to. And so now you're doing all the thinking and your emotions are nowhere, nowhere around. Right. I'm not going to let, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be something different. But the truth is that you have to find a happy balance, yep, yep, which means you have video. to be able to say to yourself, I can be in a relationship and be able to hear the opinion of my mate and be and intellectually intelligent and emotionally intelligent to comprehend, dissect it, hear it, and then maybe repeat what that means to them and then what it means to me, which means now our conversation is going in a different area. We're not judging. We're not combating. We're not fighting. We're actually discussing, hey, this is the way I see this issue, right? We're being mindful. 
which now we're going into the area of mindfulness, which means that we're empathetic and yet we still are in tune and in balance with who we are. So now we're going into the area where as our conversations are not about I'm right, I'm right, you wrong, you wrong. It's more about this is how I look at this situation. And then you ask your partner, how do you view it? And then you're able to say, oh, I didn't know you saw it that way. Oh, well, I didn't know that's what you meant by this. And now the conversations take on a whole new meaning. Commentator, do we have any comments? Yes. So, Dennis, so I honestly need to do more work on my emotional intelligence and maturity Mm -hmm. when dealing with my partner. Also, learning them on a deeper level of emotional intimacy. Nope. Nope. I would. The first part, the second part, I would hold off. If you are not emotionally intelligent, how are you going to learn your partner's emotional intelligence? It's like saying, I need to learn to drive, but I'm going to go and drive my mom to the store. Hold up. (laughs) How are you going to drive me if you don't even know how to drive? And that's what we mean by taking the time to learn ourselves, to understand what we need to change, to actually take apart and look at what we feel may not be our greatest asset. And if you feel like you need to develop in the area of emotions and emotional intelligence and being in tune with your feelings and being able to uh, take criticism, to be able to talk about your feelings without getting overly emotional, to be able to listen to other people's emotions, right? Uh, There's so many different things that go into the area of emotional intelligence. So I would say, take the time, go read a book, Mm -hmm. read that book, read another book, and then heal from Pat or start the healing process, which means that some people say you never can heal from your past wounds. My thing is that you can become aware of them, you can acknowledge them, you can say they did happen, and then release them and move on, which means that now they don't have the same effect they did when they They happened. They don't have that feeling attached to them. Right, exactly. So if somebody hurt me 20 years ago, and I think about it, and I still feel the same way, that means that I'm still attached to that same feeling, which it has nothing to do with me right now. Acknowledging that they happened, acknowledging the purpose or the reason why they came into our lives, why it happened, learning from it, moving on. That's to me, that's beginning the healing process, which means that you're able to release that as a person and move forward in the next relationship, which means first you have to have a good, found, balanced relationship with yourself. Dennis says, thank you both. Great information. And today was a great day. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about, you, Dennis. Good. I and love I, when you have great days, and Dennis. I, and I wanted to say, Dennis, I hope that you are truly experiencing great days. And if you're not, just keep saying it. Yep. Keep saying it. Keep believing it. Keep feeling it and keep thinking it until it becomes your reality. Because that's all reality is. That's it. It's, it's how we take the the actions, the experiences of the day, and how do we interpret them? This was amazing all the time. Yeah. Right? As, Every day is a as, great day. As our coach Greta tells us, 
any little thing that is good, no matter how small, you just say, thank you, God, more please. All right. So as we close out, thank you, Dennis. We thank you for your comments. We thank we really do, because there are a lot of people out there that may be struggling and trying to understand what's going wrong in their relationship. And they have heard the term, well, you're not emotionally invested or you're not emotionally intelligent or you're not emotionally whatever. Mm -hmm. And so asking questions and allowing us to um, at least generalize and answer in a way that maybe can help someone else is important. And so I do recommend to everyone read books, get educated in relationships the same way you get educated on how to fix a car, how to get your driver's license. Yeah, any facet of life. Before you get a degree, any facet of life. Absolutely. So relationships are no different. What we don't know, we cannot change. So let's change what we know so that we can be emotionally invested or whatever we need to be in our relationships, right? That's right. All right. All right, so what we got? We got the leaderboard. So so the leaderboard. All right. right. Where we have with the leaderboard? All right. Although we got... (laughs) <laughs> no changes from last week. No All changes. Right. So people, so we want to thank Angela for for sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank Regina, and we want to thank Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. Thank, thank you, Regina. Thank you so much. Thank we you, really Angela. appreciate all the shares so and all the love. Our leaderboard is for our super fans who um, share all of our reels, stories, and posts. And so we thank you. We yes. really do thank you, thank and you so we much. appreciate it because um, relationships are in dire need of a shift of perspective. All right. Mm -hmm. So thank you to all our super fans and the winner will be announced December 1st, December 1st. So the next thing is we will not be on next Friday. Oh, we will not. We will not. It it is. It's holiday. It's, it's the holiday. I get to watch TV. And so I know Jason says, do not, send out names but happy birthday to all of the november people oh there you go perfect baby that's what i'm (laughs) talking about nope but i have special people to my heart i want to say happy birthday to my twin nieces tatiana and kiana ross Mm -hmm. and then i want to say happy birthday to my firstborn jason scott the second who birthday is on thanksgiving this year the 23rd and then happy birthday to my middle son my middle child and my second son right jeremy Scott, who was born on the 25th. Yep. So who are really dear. Those those are, those are my babies. Holiday babies. Those are my holiday babies. Yep, Thanksgiving So babies. Thanksgiving and then the bi- 23rd and the 25th. So we're going to be celebrating. Yep. All right. So thank you. So next Friday we won't be on, but we will be back. On the 1st. Because we got to that's right. tell you who won. That's right. Yeah. So let's do a recap. Thank you, Dennis, again for all your comments. Thank you for tuning in. All right. So all right. Recap. Finding out what is emotional intelligence, EQ, and why it is important in both self-awareness and social awareness. Okay. All right. The next one is we talked about the importance of continually uh, developing emotional intelligence, developing that muscle. If you don't have it, get it and get more of it. It's like going to the gym. If I don't have any muscles... I can keep developing until those muscles, until I see something. Right. I have to see something, but you can only see it if you keep doing it. So I want you to think about that analogy. Emotional intelligence is like going to the gym, building your muscle. First, before you can help anybody else do it, you have to build. You have to come up with a routine. 
you have to build and you have to, you know, make sure that your skill is tight and your um, your your gym routine is good. Exactly. You understand what's exactly. going on. And it's a lot to building a muscle, which is the same as a skill. Right. Exactly. Like I was saying, I wouldn't go to the gym and somebody say, oh, I just started. It's my first day. I'm good. Well, how do you do this and that? Right. How do you get muscles? And how do we how do you supposed to eat? You can't jump in and help. I folks. wouldn't ask someone that. Right. right. And you I can't jump in right. and help Somebody help said, people. let me help you. And I'd be like, how long you been going to the gym? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, that's what it is. So I know Dennis had mentioned. Exactly. That you know, I want to jump in with this one and do this, and I got to learn my partner. Right. Nope, we got to go to the gym. We got to work out. We got to get our own muscles together. We got to understand our own nutrition. A lot of things that we have to learn, right? Because it's a skill that we're building. And it's a process. It is a process. It's a, it, it, it took us, it's a process. Nobody learned math overnight. Nobody learned how to read overnight, right? We start first grade learning how to add. Second grade doing subtraction third grade multiplication right it is a step it's a process and that's what relationships are starting from the foundation and working our way up learning where what where's the crack in our foundation now let me go and plug that in let me know what let me learn how what to do in my relationship to make it better or to make me better because it really begins with us all right so the uh, next to last one is make sure General intelligence, IQ, and emotional intelligence, EQ, are balanced. Absolutely. That means you have mental stability. That means nothing's going to get you too upset. And no information is going to make you lose control either, right? Sometimes we get too much information and whatever. So make sure they're balanced. And then the last recap is, and how balance gives us mental stability and that's what we want we want to be when you have mental stability it's anything right if if they say can you stand is are you are you stable is the house stable is the it's stability okay i want to be in this relationship is it going to do i have financial stability right so we have to understand stability is in every area so when we're talking about emotional intelligence and the intellect that that's still all in the mind. Do we have the mental stability that we need? All right. So don't forget to like. Yep. Subscribe. Like, share, follow, and subscribe. Right. Right. And we want you to to subscribe so that you can be aware whenever we go live or whatever contests or information or special giveaways we have during the holidays, you can be aware of them. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. Our channel is Legendary Relationship, and our website is legendaryrelationship.com. All right. So we are the dynamic duo in marriage and relationships, and we thank you. And as always, we're we're in in it it to to win it. it. Till next week, guys. Happy holiday. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Loving Beyond the I Do podcast. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Legendary Relationship or visit our website at legendaryrelationship.com. Till next time, remember to make every day count. Count.